insecure marriages end up having that defensive response. I, oh no, am I in trouble? Oh no, are you gonna be mad at me? Oh no, are you gonna hate me? Right. Kind of thing. Or the defensiveness is they're gonna lash out in right. response. They're gonna attack you. You're, they're gonna be um, harsh and critical in response. Right. And, and, and so the person who's bringing up the topic gets attacked and beaten right. up. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We are your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, three ways to reduce defensiveness in your marriage. Perfect. That is a lot of... A lot of what? Sounds together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Ways reduce defensiveness, marriage. All these <laughs> sounds right up here in the front of your mouth. A little tongue tied. Yeah. Fun. You did. I good. got it. You know how we uh, get questions from people yeah. after we do our workshops, or sometimes when people are online, they send us their questions yeah. about marriage. One of the ones that we've gotten recently is. Um, Can you see that without your glasses? <laughs> Uh, how can I bring up concerns and hurt to my husband, concerns and hurts to my husband without making him react defensively? Yeah, that would be a good one. Because the very first thing I hear in that is, I am responsible for my husband's defensiveness. Right. And that's probably where I would begin the answer to the question, which is, Yes, there's a lot of things you can do that will make it easier to have a healthier conversation, but he's actually going to be responsible for changing his defensive posture, his defensive right. attitude, his defensive tone, his defensive mindset. If you are talking to him, if you're if you're um, bringing up issues in the right way. So, so there's two parts of it. Are you bringing up things that actually legitimately warrant a defensive response because you are accusatory, you right. are demanding, you are hurtful in some way, and so someone actually has to defend against that onslaught. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you aren't, if you are learning how to do that kindly, gently, talk to him uh, politely, um, openly, receptively, right. and he's still defensive, then that's his half of the work to do. So let's kind of break it down in those two parts. Right. Does that make sense? Right. As a wife, I know for me, it's really hard when you've hurt me or um, things are going on to share with you because I'm afraid of how you'll respond. So this is a really good, um, yeah. a really good thing to talk about so that I can know I can practice better mm-hmm. how to approach you and you can practice better how to respond yeah. or in marriages. The overarching principle that I would, I would use is, is a, a real simple one, which is speak the truth in love. A lot of times we're afraid to say things because we're going to make the other person mad. We're going to make right. them defensive. They're going to make them reactive. And so we lie <laughs> or we, we, we don't lie, don't, but we, we don't tell them the full truth. Right. We soften th- it. We beat right. around the bush. We, we um, pander. We, th- we, we lessen the intensity yeah. of it yeah. to avoid the response that's going to be coming. Yeah. And, and you're not really being honest when you do that. So you're not speaking the truth. Right. So you have to become comfortable was saying, here's the truth of reality. I need to give you all of the information 
in a way that is loving and kind. And typically those loving and kind ways are going to be going back to some stuff we've talked about in previous podcasts, which is, do you know what your husband's love language is? Does he hear things better um, um, through touch? Does he hear things better through words of affirmation? Does he hear things better through acts of service? How does your husband hear things the best? Does, is it going to be best to tell him um, right in the morning when he wakes up uh, when he's half asleep or is it going to be better to wait toward the end of the day? These are all things that you actually have to understand and know about your right. spouse. So if we wanted to pick timing, um, what time of the day is best? When do you think he's going to have the most emotional reserves and the greatest, the greatest capacity to hear what you are saying? The other thing is, is I probably would never spring any big information right. on him, you know, 10 minutes before you're walking out the door to church or going to the wedding or going out on that nice, lovely date. And you bring up something that is a problem right. between or, the two of you. Or also even as he walks in the front door, getting right. home from work. That's pretty. Yeah. None of those times are right. great times. Um, so I usually say schedule a conversation and say, hey, um, you know, tonight when you get home, can we have an hour? We need to catch up on stuff. We need to talk about some stuff. Here's the thing. Sometimes when you do that. <laughs> if you're like me. Yes. What happens? <laughs> I uh, think of the worst scenario. Yep. I I. When Paul does that to me, boy, it is really hard because I'm like, oh, no, what did I do wrong? What's I'm in qu- trouble. What's the question you always ask me? Am I in trouble? Exactly. Yep. And it might make him or whoever um, sit and worry for eight hours. Right. So you might, you can, you can, you can shorten that. Hey, in 20 minutes, can we go have a conversation? So you don't, he's not sitting on it for eight, eight hours. But then again, I want you to realize that's back to his story. Right. If he's going to panic and worry for eight hours, there might be nothing you can do about right. that. There's there's nothing that that you can do to get in his head to kind of stop those stories. That's his work that he has to do right. about the situation. That's work you have to do <laughs> yeah. in your world. Even if I just want to say, let's have a hard, let's have a, let's have a conversation, you know, in an hour from now. Right. Well, and, and for you, for, for me personally, you could just want to talk about something, but, it, and it has nothing to do with us. It might have to do with yeah, something fun you want to yeah. do or jobs, yeah. but boy, I automatically go, am I in trouble? What did I do wrong? So is it better for me to then just spring something on you when you're not no. expecting it? No, 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 no. I don't like to have stuff sprung on me either. So I would say between those two things, I need to give you a little heads up and say, right. honey, we need to sit down. We need to have a hard conversation. And I want to make sure that we're in the best place where that we can right. be um, so that we can both end up feeling good at the end of this conversation. Right. Right there. That's not even talking about whatever the topic no. is, but that is saying we want to focus on the relationship. We right. want to make sure that we both come out again, feeling loved, understood, um, um, cared for that no matter what the topic of the conversation is, I still want to treat you correctly and you still want to treat me correctly. Right. Um, and I think uh, practicing that, it, mm-hmm. you have to practice that. It takes time because the first few times that we started doing that, oh, it was, I didn't like it at all. Yeah. But it was better than having something sprung on me, yeah. for sure. It gave me time to whirl around what could be going on. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it was like I actually got to think about the day or whatever was going on with us 
and get to a point where I could go, oh, I wonder if this is what we're going to have a conversation about. And I was actually prepared for it, which in a lot of cases, if I can come that way, makes it much easier for us to get something resolved because I can already be like, yeah, I screwed up or I didn't do something correctly. But it takes a lot of practice. This question actually taps into the very heart of um, the secure marriage concepts. The idea of having a secure marriage is we can talk about hard things and we will be okay. We will right. be secure no matter what we have to deal with. Right. Insecure marriages end up having that defensive response. I, oh no, am I in trouble? Oh no, are you going to be mad at me? Oh no, are you going to hate me? Right. Kind of thing. Or that's actually kind of where you inflect it all on yourself. The defensiveness is they're going to lash out in right. response. They're going to attack you. You're, they're going to be um, harsh and critical in response. Right. And, and and so the person who's bringing up the topic gets attacked and beaten right. up. Being able to even talk about the marriage be- first before you talk about the topic. Right. Saying, again, we need to have a hard conversation. Uh, this is important to me. I want to make sure that I that we do it in a way that feels good for both of right. us. Says this, the relationship is more important than the topic. Right. We still got to fix whatever that is. Right. This is the reason why we actually built some of our two of our um, uh, exercises in the in the online workshop. One is the fighting square where you have a designated place and you have a script that you actually read before the fight. Right. That basically says, you know, you and I are mad at each other. This isn't the first time. It isn't going to be the last time. We want to make sure that we both walk away feeling loved, heard, and understood, and cared about. Um, uh, And then you deal with the issue. Right. But you do that in a designated place, in a posture that is as open and and taking responsibility. So the fighting square, um, which falls under the responsibility, um, um, or is it the openness? Openness. It falls under the openness module. It's just a fantastic exercise to start practicing over and over again. That's all part of the online workshop. Well, and a lot of people think when they hear fighting square that we're talking about big blow up, rough and tough thing. And we're talking about even just sharing my feelings are hurt or, or, you know, or the big stuff. Yeah. The other exercise we use is called slide to the same side, slide to the same side. When there's a conversation and you're on one side and your spouse is on the other and you see each other as enemies and you're going against each other, then um, it is highly combative and defensiveness is actually appropriate. You feel defensive when you're facing an enemy. But if you can slide to the same side and go, we're on the same side of whatever this issue is out here, whatever this problem is out here. So we actually encourage people to actually sit on the same side of the table, just like this right here, write down whatever the topic is, scheduling or kids or the fight or sex or money or whatever, whatever the topic is, write it on a piece of paper and put it out in front of you and going, how are we going to fix this issue out here? We're on the same side. You're not my enemy. But because we're together, we have got to come up with a strategy to deal with this issue out here. We're going to slide to the same side. And hopefully that can reduce defensiveness in in a spouse who tends to get either reactive or self-condemning in some way. Do you think that um, defensiveness shows up for in men particularly more as aggressive and lash back? Yeah. And for women, it's more, what did I do wrong? I'm more internal. Men typically express strong feelings through anger. 
Right. I, I mean, even positive feelings come through anger. That's why they're slapping each other's butts, you know, <laughs> and, and slapping each other's Growling hands and, and bumping chests at, at football games when, you know, their team scores a touch. It's an aggressive kind of intensity. And so strong emotions always come through that, that, that intensive or aggressive um, posture. Women, again, not everybody, but women typically show strong emotions through tears. Tears. Because when they're happy, what happens? Boo! Right. They're crying. Uh, you know, they, they see old friends or they're watching a movie and they cry. And it just, that's, that's just how they typically share. So husbands who tend to be defensive can actually get aggressive. That is, again, not everybody, but a lot of them, that aggressiveness does come out. And that's really hard for a woman to have to try to share what they're feeling when they know that the the possible response from their spouse is going to be yeah. that anger or aggression. Yeah. Defensiveness is always rooted in, in insecurity. If you have to defend against someone... Um, it means that you need their approval. You don't trust your internal world. Um, you don't. You don't. Um, you're not sure of the position that you're taking already. Uh, insecurity is always the root of defensiveness for for anybody and everybody. Um, so the greatest way to start overcoming defensiveness is finding ways to help your spouse and even help yourself um, become more genuinely confident, comfortable in who you are, um, um, finding um, grounding in, in, again, truth and reality. It is a remarkable way to have a conversation when someone says, I don't agree with you. And you can respond with, huh, that's fascinating. Tell me why. Right. I'm intrigued by that. Right. Versus, I don't agree with you. Oh, yeah, well, let me tell you why I'm right. Right. Do you hear the insecurity in that? Do you hear the, the lack of confidence in that? That you have to prove yourself yeah. somehow. Where the first one is, I am, I'm confident in who I am. I'm confident in what I believe. Now, tell me about you. I can understand you. Actually, I can actually focus on you, which is the whole premise of secure marriage. Right. It is, I can turn off my survival brain and now I'm more aware and available for what you need. So if right. you don't agree with me, wow, that's fascinating. Tell me more. I'd love to find out why you don't agree with me. Oh, that's really hard yeah. to do sometimes. Or, or why are you doing it that way? That's different than how I do it. I don't have to convince you why you should do it this way. You're doing it a different way than me. That's interesting. Let me watch and see what happens. Right. Isn't that going to be fun? <laughs> Quit looking at me like that. Why? Because we've had a few little things like that that, I, that I'm like, why are you doing it that way? And then I catch myself that the way I've asked would make you defensive, could make you defensive. And I, and I truly am trying to understand why you're doing what you're doing, but it's not coming across that way very well. No. I've not been very successful at that lately. Yeah. <laughs> And my backtracking on it has not been so successful either. It's because if you ask, if you only asked the question, that would have been just fine. But you always put on the "you should" or "this is what you should be doing." You, uh, you, you always add I'm, in the "here's here's the right way to do it," and the way you're doing it isn't the right way. And so it's like, then, okay, then that's something that I'm just not aware of. So I'll work on yeah. that and try to be. But more that's aware a whole other issue. We're talking about someone else's husband right now. <laughs> Someone else's relationship. That makes it a little easier sometimes. <laughs> um, because defensiveness is rooted in insecurity and that lack of confidence, um, 
that person who is defensive is oftentimes in that survival brain. Right. I want to make sure I get my needs met first and I don't look dumb. I don't look stupid. I don't look um, immature or bad or in I some don't like, way. Or I don't like being told that I'm wrong. Yeah. And so that survival brain kicks in and it does take a little bit of practice. And, uh, and that practice begins with awareness of how your survival brain actually starts to engage and kick in. And that's why we talk about the survival brain so much in the online workshop that we're doing is because it's such a core element to all conflict in right. marriage. It is the core of all conflict everywhere. Right. If you've hurt me, I want to make sure that I hurt you back in some way. I was actually, I was actually watching a couple little girls when we were um, down at the uh, outlet malls the other day. Um, I was sitting on the bench waiting for you, and they were behind me playing. And this one little girl just, you know, uh, playfully hit the other girl, and the other girl goes "ow" and instinctively smacks the girl smacks right her back. back. Because that immature mindset is, I've got, I've gotten hurt now. I need you to be just as hurt as I am. So I'm going to respond the same way, and I'm going to mm. smack you back. But then she, that love, the first little girl goes, "Well, that's not fair." And so she smacked her again, <laughs> but harder. And now we have the escalation, and right. it begins. We don't even have to be taught no. that. No it's, one has to sit us down and say, "Hardwired in." Yeah. It is hardwired in. I would argue that's the sin nature that we have. Mm. And that sin nature comes out that survival brain of, I don't want to get hurt. I want to make sure that I am protected. And that's what that defensiveness is always rooted in. But again, you can approach someone by focusing on the marriage first and saying, we need to have a hard conversation, but I don't want to do it in a way that's going to um, make this as easy and, and as, as beneficial for both of us. Right. Um, slide to the same side, having a same designated place, the fighting square, and having the ground rules of this is how we're going to treat each other through this conversation, having an open posture. Well, I was going to say, and then, and then definitely as you're approaching your spouse to share with them your feelings and hurts, that you have to be aware of your own yeah. posture, attitude, and tone. Yeah. Here's a graduate level idea for, again, the person who's asking this question, if you wanted to try this. When you have those hard conversations, record yourself. Get out your cell phone and hit record on the video, set it up on a little tripod and record the conversation. And then you can go back afterwards and actually... Um, do a play-by-play. You can go back and look at how your posture, attitude, and tone, that's Pat, posture, attitude, and tone, is it coming across defensively? Is it coming across harshly? Is it coming across accusingly? Is it coming across unkindly? Are you being receptive? Are you being open? Are you being patient and understanding? Um, And you can actually go back, I would suggest, you know, a day later, don't do it right right afterwards. And don't go back going, see right there, right. that's when you that. that's when you're mean to me. Don't do that. Yeah, that's don't, bad. Yeah. But when you can look at it objectively, when you have a little bit of time um, and distance from it and you're watching it on a video, you actually are using a different part of your brain to process right. that. And you're gonna go, Oh my gosh, is that what I look like? That's what my face looks like. No wonder you respond that way, because that's actually a pretty harsh tone, or wow, right. my body language is all closed off or or defensive in some way. Um We've actually had that happen several times accidentally as we record these podcasts and these videos is because we'll get into it right in the middle of recording something and you have to go back afterwards and it's like, oh, crap, I was actually really, really wrong in this situation. I need to take responsibility and ownership of that and apologize. Right. And and the attitude that you when you go back and watch those videos or watch, listen to it is you're going back looking for how you yes. personally were 
speaking, your, your posture, posture, your attitude, attitude your tone, yeah. what you said, how you said it, all of that. Yeah. It, it's a, a personal responsibility piece, and you're looking for the ways that you can improve how you speak to your spouse yeah. or how you respond to your yeah. spouse. If you do all of that and it still isn't getting much progress, this is actually where the benefit of having a third neutral, unbiased person in the room, like a, a counselor uh, or a pastor or a trusted friend who can actually um, be present and facilitate hard conversations and can be the one who actually calls out the bad behavior in each of you right. um, because they're unbiased, because they're neutral. Um, typically, people can hear that information better um, than from you directly. So um, that's necessary. That's what keeps me employed. I do that all day long with couples who just really are having a hard time um, getting that defensiveness down and learning how to talk kindly and gently to each other. And I can genuinely say a lot of couples walk away changing how they are able to communicate because they're able to hear it and see it and because there's a different person in the room so right. that would be another option as well um but again down the road try these things out first so this is again why we've built the online workshop at securemarriage.com is because we want a lot of couples including you to have these tools again like the fighting square like the slide to the same side for each module we have there's probably four or five exercises for just that module itself in the whole program we probably have you know i would say 15 to 20 um, exercises that you can practice these skills so you can get better and better when both you and your husband or you and your wife are doing this together your marriage just gets better and better and better so that you fight less you feel understood and you enjoy a deeper connection with each other and then that makes our day so that's why we've built it. Um, if you want to find out more about that, you just go to securemarriage.com um, and you can either click on the online workshop at the top menu or just click register now and you can get started in the next five minutes. You can have access to all this information and, and make your marriage much, much better starting today. Yeah. How's that sound? It sounds great. Good. I think that's it. I think that's it too. All right. Thanks for listening today. Uh, we hope you uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out how you can build your own secure marriage, go to securemarriage.com. And if you have a chance, subscribe to our show on iTunes or however you get your podcast and leave us a review while you're there. You can also write us at podcast at securemarriage.com or follow us on Facebook. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. <laughs>